0: Hello, Acapella Radio. Welcome to another exciting episode of Talk It's a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music, along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Alexander, and joining me, as always, is
1: Alicia Edwards. Brian, how are you? I'm
0: doing fantastic, Alicia. Good. How about yourself? You know, how, how are things going? I
1: mean, pretty good. It's getting warmer outside, so I, I mean, can't oh, complain. Tell me about it, second. I've worn sandals like... to work this week oh, which nice has been feeling. great um and i just it, have like the biggest smile on my face because I am like over the moon excited with our guests today.
0: <laughs> In the past, we've had a lot of excitement about guests on the show. And like, and just to put out there, we feel the same way about all our guests. We love them. They've been wonderful. But for our listeners out there, there is a whole nother level this, of energy coming from Alicia I mean, like all week about today's guest. And
1: this is not ragging on any of our previous guests, but this might be my favorite show ever.
0: I'm, I'm sensing a bias here. There's you know, There's absolutely
1: a bias hundred percent.
0: And it makes sense. You know, it's warranted. So, you know, all is forget. Right. But and so Alicia, for our listeners who are just yeah, waiting, because ahead.
1: I'm the queen of suspense and not telling people things, <laughs> we are interviewing four wonderful women from my collegiate group, BYU Noteworthy. So we have joining us Ellie, Anna, Meg, and Lizzie. How are you ladies doing today? Good, guys. We're so Thank good. you for having
2: us. So oh my good. gosh, so much better
1: now that we're here with you. Ew. <laughs> don't, don't tell Amy that I said this is like my favorite episode ever because Amy, who's for our listeners, the director of Noteworthy, she's an alumna of the group, she's actually the director. Of noteworthy, and so she's been on the show before, oh. and I love Amy.
3: But... We'll be sure. To okay,
1: tell her. <laughs> you go tell her, and then just tease her about it. Be like, Alicia said. <laughs> and uh,
0: Alicia, no one I'm was sure going to second guess whether or not you know how you felt about today's guest. Let me yeah. just throw that out there. I mean, we all know if I was like dreading was, like, no this, I'd be it. sad, and I'd be worried if that was the case. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: so ladies, we'd love to start with. Can you tell us briefly your name, what part you sing, and how long you've been part of noteworthy?
4: All right. Well, I am Ellie Hughes. I sing soprano or mezzo I've kind of switched around throughout my three years in the group so I've I've loved Noteworthy it's the best
3: I'm Anna Slezak and I'm an alto typically sometimes I take on the bass role but typically an alto and this is also my third year so happy to be here
5: and my name is Lizzie Newbold also my third year and I sing alto <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I'm also a third year. My name's Meg Ackerman, and I am the beatboxer. I do the vocal percussion.
1: And I mean... A-
0: anyone else notice a trend there? I kept hearing like three
3: for Three some years, reason. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm super jealous because I
1: only had one year because then I graduated <sighs> and I did not want to go back to get a PhD because no. I mean, I mentioned this to you, Brian. These mm-hmm. ladies are just freaking phenomenal. If you have not seen some of their videos, I mean, it's very obvious what part Meg is doing, and she's fantastic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I pulled you aside at a show one time and said, my husband and I think you are the best beatboxer that's ever come through Noteworthy. Oh, my so. gosh. Thank you so much. i Un- that, untrue, that was reaction, too. But thank you so much.
0: <laughs> I will say that I've watched... Too many of you all's videos. Right. And if there isn't such a thing, just like
1: powerhouse soloists.
0: Exactly. So I'm like, good. I was watching, uh, you all's latest video. Um, it's a man's world. And I was like, jeez man. Okay. <laughs> Let me turn down the speakers before I like mess up my entire system here <laughs> because these. <laughs> It's just getting <laughs> absurd how crazy, crazy these girls are. It's just insane. Love- just to kind of start. So Noteworthy, we no- all know Noteworthy as this very prolific scholastic ensemble of one of the the most popular, one of the most talented groups in the collegiate acapella scene. And I'm just curious, as members who have spent some a decent amount of time in the group. What's it like being a part of Noteworthy? And for any of you, does it feel like it's just an opportunity just to sing and make music? Or is it bigger than that?
2: I will say I did a lot of acapella before I I joined Noteworthy. And just coming into the group, the process of getting into Noteworthy seems like so much of a bigger deal. And because it's this university-sponsored group, and also this group that has a very specific purpose it comes with so it's it's a lot more pressure I feel like and we we have a lot of opportunities it's it's incredible how much we're able to do with this group and the like amount of support and community we have just with the, the name Noteworthy because of the history behind the name and what it means to be in Noteworthy. So yeah, it, it it feels so much bigger than any other acapella group I've ever been a part of. And when we go and perform places, you know, like in my old acapella groups, it was kind of just like, oh, that was really nice. But when we like come and perform places, people are like asking us to come and, and be with them and talk to them after the shows and, and get to know us as individuals. And it's just, it's a really, really neat opportunity.
5: Yeah, and you you kind of talked about how like the process of getting in was really, really stressful, and I completely agree. But what's also been probably my favorite part about Noteworthy is that we make such a point to like make rehearsal culture a place of inclusion and friendliness and just warm oh, attitudes nice. and so it totally feels like we're just getting together and singing when we're in rehearsals and then we have these really cool opportunities come up every so often where we're like right there's 5000 people in the audience awesome like <laughs> there's like four cameras here for this video and we have to i don't know it's really really cool to get both of that and to be building really just lifelong relationships in the process it's awesome
4: yeah i'll just add so i had never ever done acapella before being in Noteworthy. My extent of acapella knowledge was pitch perfect. (laughs) That is all I had. So when I got into the group, I don't think I realized just how cool of an opportunity it was until we started like having performances and doing music videos. I never considered in my life having an audience as big as the millions because that's You know, that's our audience for music videos. So I think the reach has gone so much farther than I could have ever imagined or hoped for. And I think we're all just so amazed and grateful for that because it allows us to you know, share our messages, share our music as far as possible.
3: These are all awesome answers. I would agree with all of them. I think I would just add that for me, so I never got to serve a full-time mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is for women, it's an 18-month mission where we go out and serve and preach the gospel to people not of our faith. And we strengthen the people who are members of the church as well. And I did not feel that I needed to do that. God had another plan for me. And so I was so excited to be a part of something this big, to be able to have a voice still and be able to share the gospel and just share light and goodness and connection with people has been an incredible experience that I would not have had otherwise. And it's brought a whole new perspective to what we do to me.
0: Yeah. And I I love how, in a way, each of you touched on kind of this collective idea of who Noteworthy is and just kind of the unity and bonds that you've all formed within the group. And specifically, Meg, you mentioned earlier about the purpose of Noteworthy, which coming into a group, I don't think that enough people really know what a group's purpose is outside of making music is. Could you maybe elaborate a little bit on this idea of purpose as it relates to Noteworthy's mission? or aim on what you tr- you all try and do?
2: Yeah, of course. So Noworthy's mission statement, we have one. I'm not going <laughs> to recite it word for word because I don't have it memorized. But um, Shame. but, um, but Noworthy's purpose <laughs> is to mourn with those that mourn, comfort those that stand in need of comfort, to minister and to just bring light and music to all. I think our specific demographic is women. We hope to uplift and empower women, help them feel like rock stars and to just like feel light and hope to whoever our message reaches. Of course, like we all attend a very religious university, but our message isn't just for The members of the church that attend our university, it's just a message of hope and light for anyone. And you'll see that in a lot of our videos, like, it's a man's world, that's obviously like this female rock star anthem that's like, yes, women, you're amazing, you're incredible, the world would be nothing without you. But then we also do have, you know, Christ-centered songs like Amazing Grace and You Say, and I can only imagine, those are some of our more... Our religious stuff is actually some of our more watched and more popular uh, music videos, but...
1: Brian knows this. Um, I was going through a very dark time in my life and oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. And I kid you not, I had you say on on my Spotify playlist, just like on repeat because it was just helping me get through the day. So thank you. Love you so much, Alicia. Wow. I kind of want to come back to something that Ellie mentioned early on. Sure. Um, so so you mentioned that when you were auditioning for the group and you were thinking about it and-, and and, like, kind of comprehending, like, your audience and reaching millions of people. We- we've seen that a lot of groups have struggled with that, esp- especially during the pandemic. They've struggled with kind of keeping themselves relevant. But it seems to me, I mean, I follow Noteworthy pretty religiously, but based on everything I've seen, Noteworthy has been thriving through this time. So, I, I mean, you guys have put out multiple music videos, and you've even dropped an
4: album during the pandemic. How? How so did you all do it? We were, of course, pretty devastated when we realized that live performances weren't going to be a thing anymore. We actually had a live performance. We had a concert scheduled for the day after uh, school shut down. So that was canceled. We were all prepared. Was, <laughs> yes. that, was that at the conference center It was center in Salt Lake. We were so sad. <laughs> but of course, we were like, oh, we'll be back to normal soon. S- nope. So we according yeah. to BYU yep. Here we are. Yeah, according to BYU, we were not allowed to have any performances, even if we wanted to or like secretly hoped to. So we decided that instead of like being sad and, you know, waiting around for a performance to happen, we could reach out to our audience in a different way which was online so we really ramped up like social media we ramped up music videos of course we actually have four music videos in the works right now so yeah well and didn't you guys yeah. just yeah. film like two videos yeah, so over filmed, the weekend or something we filmed or just, like, this um, two week? weeks ago a music video and then we filmed two yesterday
1: and like, i think i saw on your social media it was like yes. two videos in so, five hours <laughs> yes insane. i love it crazy, i love it but <laughs>
4: But like, <laughs> music videos are, I don't know, they're really important to us because there's so many people who can't come see a normal show anyway. Mm-hmm. It goes from an audience, a potential audience of like 300 or 500 or a thousand to, you know, our 350,000 subscribers or whoever feels like sharing it or encounters it online. So it has ended up being a really positive thing, even though live performance is such a special part of acapella that we're missing out on right now. It's cool to still be able to share our music in a more produced way, in a way that's really fun for people to listen to and watch. So it has ended up being a really good thing for us.
0: I have kind of a random but not random question. Is anyone's <laughs> preference to do the- the, the produced studio version of music versus the live at all? Or do you all like enjoy both
1: equally? <laughs> I love that Meg's just like, Mm-mm. like just I shaking her me- head there. I love
3: music videos because it's so much fun to see the the end result. And it's fun during the process too. It's <laughs> For one of our videos, I think it was Proud Mary. We were in heels dancing for like seven hours straight. So that gets a little bit old pretty quickly. <laughs> but Jeez. I would say ultimately... How? Um, (laughs) While those are super fun, I much prefer live performing just because the crowd gives you energy. You give each other energy on stage. Mm -hmm. It's such a special experience. And those songs that you sing over and over again in rehearsal come together in such a beautiful way on stage that just breeds this connection between us, between the audience. And it it just can be so powerful.
0: Great. Great. And I kind of want to go back to Ellie's comment. I definitely don't want to just kind of brush over that. I think you make such a good point with the uh, this whole idea of, you know, creating content even, you know, in the midst of chaos, in a sense, because right now, I think what groups are realizing is they're realizing their full potential and full capabilities, uh, in terms of who they are as artists right now. Because as you're saying, you know, this pandemic has been crazy for everyone, people have just it's thrown everything out of whack. And right now, I think what it's doing, it's allowing the fan bases of groups to kind of just come a little bit closer to, uh to the artists and artists at the end of the day because they're like man I'm missing them so much what what can I pull from them and you guys are just steadily cranking out music and content like I've never heard a group do before and it's just like amazing that you guys are where you're at right now and I, and I'm curious and maybe if we can look at this maybe pre-pandemic a little bit because I don't know how much it applies <laughs> right now with everything but as members of Noteworthy, just because you all seem like you all have so many more responsibilities than a typical acapella group and t- and so many commitments and in comparison to your life as like casual college acapella people. And so I'm, I'm curious, how how big of a challenge, if any, is it to balance like your roles within Noteworthy versus just living life as a regular student trying to take in college?
1: Well, and, and with that, I'm kind of curious. So I know Megan, and Lizzie, you both did acapella before Noteworthy. I'm curious as to how... How the dynamic has changed between like your responsibilities in your previous groups versus now? So you're exactly right. And actually, Megan
5: and I met in our previous a cappella group before Noteworthy, but it was student run as so many of them are. We met for probably like two hours a week, like one hour twice a week. And we would crank out like maybe like two songs to try and get into our university's like jam and the whole premise was that this is like something really, really low key. It's something that we do just as an outlet. It's some, somewhere to like meet people who like the same stuff. And so obviously like the difference is huge between any other uh, casual campus acapella group and noteworthy because we have a contract that we were signed when we make it in um that requires a two-year commitment and oh wow mm -hmm, and on I did not know that yeah I well me either and then I was sitting there signing it but (laughs) worth it (laughs) (laughs) we have like on any given week anywhere between like six to 10 hours of rehearsal time. And if we're touring, it's going to be upwards of like 80 if you're putting in all this time for tech and sound and setup and performing and after and like meetings afterwards. And we're required to learn all of our music before we come to rehearsal and then put it together while we're there so we don't waste any time. So anyway, I think the biggest change has been the time difference with regards to like my life as a college student. And my social circle is like Noteworthy and very, very few
2: <laughs> um, places anywhere outside. So, but like I said, I wouldn't change a thing. Everything that she said was so true. Like I think about pre-pandemic, how we we would have an average of probably a show a week. and if it was Christmas time, like five shows oh. a week, up to. <laughs> My um, goodness. And so those included like coming in three to five hours early to do sound check before anyone right. else got to the event. Um, setting up all of our sound equipment, like by ourselves and with our sound tech guy, um, all the sound checking, all of that, getting ourselves ready because we are women and have to have a full face of makeup and <laughs> which takes so much time to do. And then afterwards meeting everyone that wanted, wanted to meet us and then afterwards taking all of our sound stuff down. And I think that's also why we've been cranking out so much content over this pandemic time is because we are all so used to having to invest all of our time into Noteworthy. And so now we're just like, Oh, what do we do? Uh, We'll just we'll just make content like like and just keep doing this it differently yeah and just channeling that same amount of energy of like this is a huge time commitment for me but now it's to our online presence and yeah
3: i was gonna yeah. say what, there's just no about, way uh, this yeah. could happen if the pandemic was not a thing there's no way we could pump out this many videos because yeah. our time is so consumed with <laughs> live performing so to not have live, any live performing exactly what meg said we just transferred it over awesome. so
0: basically it's Life would be the you know, life would be noteworthy, no matter if it was pandemic or pre-pandemic.
1: I, I got it I gotta ask. So when I was on noteworthy, they recommended that you don't have a job, like you don't work. Is that a requirement now that you don't work? or I mean, is it even possible for anyone to do it outside of all the time you spend with each other? i I have worked the whole time. I've been a
2: noteworthy just because okay. i I have to. I'm I'm just paying for my own college education. So I work 20 to 40 hours a week for most of the time I've been in Noteworthy. And it is terrible and awful. I don't recommend it to anyone, but it's not a requirement <laughs> that you don't work.
1: <laughs> I, I now I have to ask you, Meg, because I've I was there, I did that um, as a second year grad student, so that was fun. But I. When do you sleep? Um,
2: I honestly, the first thing that suffers sometimes is my schoolwork, which I hope my parents okay. don't listen to this, but it <laughs> it it's difficult, uh, especially when we have a show, and I know the next morning I have to wake up and work a shift and just working around the pandemic has definitely helped because I've been able to kind of shift a lot of stuff around Fewer to live
1: performances. Yes.
2: Yeah. But it is awful. And I did not sleep a lot my first year noteworthy. Well,
1: if it makes you feel any better, if I could go back and talk to my college age self, I would have said sleep more. It'll be okay. If you don't get an A <laughs> <laughs> or whatever grade you want to get, yeah. you will be Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: If you had to if you had to put like a percentage on oh, yeah. you know, I guess you're a, a week, any typical week for you, how much of it is school or personal time versus noteworthy time?
3: Noteworthy ninety percent. Everything else ten percent. Or is your personal time your noteworthy time? <laughs> or
0: is it? I'm like, oh, that could be the reality too. Yeah,
3: well,
4: Lizzie kind of touched on this, like my social time is very frequently noteworthy so that's a good thing that we at least enjoy each other other enough to want to see each other and hang out with each other um so that's kind of how i fulfill my (laughs) social need most of the time i've been lucky enough to not really have to work um i have an internship right now which is part-time and unpaid and you know i probably couldn't do that during a normal noteworthy year but i'd say during a normal noteworthy year it was definitely at least like 20 or 30 percent of your week is devoted to noteworthy because you have to learn your music and then you have to go and it's it's like it's a, a good yeah show. it really could be like a third of your life and apparently Anna. <laughs> has been through it yeah
1: no girl i'd say like 40 i can't remember <laughs> <when it was laughs> she's just shaking her head and
3: mouthing it's more than that no for it's so true each person's different i I also so my first semester of noteworthy i had a job and immediately knew that that was not going to be possible for me school is already so difficult for me it has never been something that i'm like oh yeah i'm just gonna breeze through this paper um so to have that plus noteworthy plus working <laughs> was pretty much impossible for me. And it because I, I dedicate everything to noteworthy. Like if at the drop of a hat, we have a, a last minute performance. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. we're there. That's fine. And it's not just the event, you know, like Meg was saying, it's not just the two hour event that you have to be there for. It's it's the three hours ahead of time. You have to be getting ready. You have to be getting all the gear in. You have to be um, unloading. And at the end, you have to be packing up and everything. So that's a, that's a whole like... I don't know, six or seven hour event that you have to just sacrifice your other things for. So I, I dedicate so much of my time and even just mentally, because you're thinking about it too. You're like, hey, what's next? What do we need to pre- be preparing for? What costumes do we need to get for music videos? Yeah. What do we, so it's just constantly on my mind at least. Um, and so it's a huge portion of my time. I'm just going to give you like a really good soundbite right now yeah. since I also
4: work for a podcast right now. <laughs> So oh, even though not really nice. only takes up like maybe 30 to 40% of your time, it's been 100% of my college experience. I've been in it three out of the four years I've been in college, but when I graduate, it will be the thing that I carry with me the most, even more than like my major and my education, because it's just been so, I don't know, it's, it's just been everything to me and I've met my greatest friends and I've had the coolest experiences I could ever imagine. So yeah, Noteworthy, it takes a lot, but it also gives you a whole lot back.
0: And I I love hearing that. I love um, how acapella influences and affects uh, each member's lives. And that's just wonderful. Um, And with that, we are going to take our first commercial break, but don't go anywhere because we've been speaking with Lizzie, Megan, Anna, and Ellie of Noteworthy. And we're going to continue speaking with them right after this commercial break.
6: Every week for an hour, we hand over the keys to the station to. Wait, is that right? The listeners? It's true! You, our listeners, can choose what we play for our Requests and Dedications Hour. You can catch it every Thursday at 9 p.m. in the East, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again on Sundays at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. East, 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the West. It's a chance for you to head to our website, pick some tunes that you want to request, or make a dedication. We'll play them right here on our air.
1: And welcome back! to cappella. That's right. We are back on Tacapella with my favorite collegiate acapella group because I'm 100% biased because it's the group that I sang with once upon a many years ago. BYU Noteworthy. We're here with Meg, Lizzie, Ellie, and Anna, and it's been so fun. To start the second half, we have to chat about this because Noteworthy is very one of very few acapella groups that are associated with a label. My understanding is Um, noteworthies associated with BYU records. Is that right? Okay, I didn't want to get that wrong, so I had to double check. So can you share with us what it's been like working for a record label and have there been any unique opportunities or challenges associated with that oh we lost Anna and Ellie
4: so we
5: have one it's kind of funny that we call it a record it is a record but it's basically just one guy because BYU music (laughs) group is so small he like handles everybody who produces music but I guess like the extent of our involvement with them has been um they're with us every time we shoot music videos. Um, we have to run by all of our repertoire, past them, all of our albums and singles, like cover arts, all of that is through them. Um, so it kind of is this huge, huge blessing to be able to have the resources to even put out albums, cover arts, music videos, like we were saying. And yeah, it's kind of been... A process to like familiarize ourselves with like the ins and outs of being an artist with a record as well or with a record label <laughs> yeah and so
0: so with that uh you were saying that you have to pass everything through him is that like any repertoire for your shows any set lists, like or are we just talking about the produced side of what you all do
2: yeah so even though it has the byu name it is still like Very much a business. And so everything that we do kind of has their name behind us as well. So it it says noteworthy, but then it's also BYU Music Group as well. And so the record label kind of vets everything that we do. And we also have kind of a more, because our university has an honor code and has like very high standards for its students, a lot of our song choices, repertoire, outfits get kind of put through this process of like, Is this putting out the BYU vibe and what BYU stands for? So there's a lot of kind of vetting of everything we do. But the cool thing is, is the funding and the opportunities and, and having that group behind us really gives us that it, there's that expectation that we are going to put out music videos and put out content because they kind of are in charge of that YouTube channel, channel and like helping us put out our content. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And it's kind of us and then our like male counterparts here that that are a big focus of that record label cuz we have a lot of the revenue coming in for them. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure for us to put out content and also that kind of vetting process as well is a big part of that.
1: Having having that, that support so na- having that support <laughs> yeah. is huge cuz like when I was on noteworthy, I was on noteworthy the final year before noteworthy became associated officially with the school and and we didn't have that and it was a bittersweet thing for me when noteworthy was adopted by i think it was performing arts management yeah because i was like that's so so great because they're going to have like a so many doors open but i knew that that also meant for me that i couldn't be in the group again unless i you know got a phd which <laughs> no no <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but like it's it's been so rewarding for me as as an alumna of the group to see how far the group has come,
0: and it's it's interesting. Um, in in terms of the whole vetting process that you mentioned, in terms of kind of it's al- almost feels like a check, you know, just to make sure everything is as it should be. And for me personally, in a way, I think to some extent, I would have enjoyed that at least in the early stages of our group. I think it would have helped my collegiate a cappella experience if we had someone to kind of help guide the process because we were just doing whatever. Some of it worked, a lot of it did not work. And with that, I feel like, you know, if you are if you able to have that label and that person that was there to kind of guide the artistic process a little bit, then, you know, it might make things a little bit easier.
1: And I gotta ask, so I know early on when Noteworthy was first adopted and was part of Performing Arts Management, I believe, so I know there was an artist manager, I think that's his job title, um, in Performing Arts Management, and I was under the impression that all of like the set, the repertoire that you guys were doing would be running through them how does that balance but i'm assuming noteworthy is still part of performing arts, arts management but i'm curious as to how that's balanced what kind of balance there is between performing arts management versus BYU records yeah it
2: is kind of complicated and gets kind of complicated sometimes because there we have kind of two different managers we have like our record label and then our arts manager and then amy who is our artistic director so all right. of all of our repertoire outfits The set, like our locations, Amy chooses all of that. And then like our record label either says, yes, you can do that. We'll help you make it happen. Or we need to go back to the drawing board. And then everything kind of runs up through Shane, who's kind of manager, like over all of it. And so... Ben, who is like our main contact with our record label and the one that kind of helps us make music videos happen. He kind of like waits for Amy to present ideas. And then he's like, okay, we can do that. Or, or no, actually that, that may not be able, like, we may not be able to do that. Like let's, you guys need to kind of try again. And it just, yeah. But usually he is always like, yes, we will make that happen for you. Like just cause Amy has been there long enough that she knows kind of, what's going to work, what's not going to work, and right. stuff
1: like that. Have you guys experienced any sort of challenges, maybe, that are associated with having having a record label? And I see Ellie and Anna smiling, so I want to hear what they have yeah, to say we're, about We're this. just
4: <laughs> kind of laughing because, you know, there are some hard things. It's interesting being a part of BYU specifically because we have so many opportunities. Um, we have so many opportunities, but there are so many opportunities, but at the same time, like, we had songs that we wanted on the album that couldn't be put on the album because they maybe had something like a little sexual or promiscuous or Mm. you know and and that's not really the image that Mm. our record label wants to present so sometimes challenges with that but ultimately they it does make sense but ultimately you know it it is a really amazing privilege to have like a record label you know that's incredible we're putting out albums so mm-hmm. so cool
0: and i'm so curious now that you brought that up i kind of have a few questions about that because for me when i think of b I, well not just for me i think uh, when a lot of people think of byu they think of this very religious school very very wholesome you know um <laughs> there's specific kinds of things you do and you don't do and especially that applies to music and I'm curious just because you mentioned that there are some tracks or maybe there are some songs that you guys felt should be included in some of the work that you all are putting out and it's not how how often do you all grapple with the idea of music that you want to do and music that you you know feel like you're uh, obligated to do as noteworthy just because uh, I think it's been brought up before so many of your videos are incredible and so much, so much of that content is kind of geared toward, you know, the spiritual, religious type of music. But you all do, of course, pop music and other music like that. But how often do you guys like see a song or hear a song on the radio and like, oh man, that'd be so cool to do. But then you're like, uh, can we actually do that? I would
3: say for the most <laughs> part, we're fine because we have so many, there's so many, so much music in the world, right? So I feel like we have so many options to choose from. There are occasionally some songs that are like, oh, this would sound so great in our group, or we have this person in our group who would kill that solo or whatever. There's like these amazing songs that we want to just show off the talent we have because the song is so impressive, but the lyrics don't totally fit, right? Don't fit, Mm -hmm. don't match the values of BYU. That does get challenging sometimes, but I think for the most part, we are fine because there is there are so many options to choose from in the world. You know, you can go back to the early decades and find some really great stuff, too. So, Oh, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. and Noteworthy has. Tons. Yes.
2: Like,
1: impressi- impressively. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, our audience kind of keeps us in check, too. I remember our last live show we had designed, there was a part in it where I talk about my experience, like, being gay at BYU and what that has been like and we definitely had some phone calls to our management group and they're like so good at like supporting me as well as like helping our audience members to understand why that was like important in our show or they'll like talk to me and be like could you word this differently and so we do have like a lot of people kind of watching us and so it kind of makes you want to I don't know want want to of course like push the boundaries of like know like the this is an important message but also like continue to put out content that like you know like people will watch and enjoy and want to watch so
0: Right. cuz at the end of the day, you know, you have to, you know, gear what you're doing towards an audience cuz what's what's the point or I shouldn't say what's the point, but a lot of what we do as artists, you know, we do it for the fans yeah. at the end of the day. We do it to to please an audience because if you're just it, it's no fun singing to an empty house <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. And and I know I know for us there were uh, quite a few times when just because there's so many people, you have so many d- uh differing like music tastes and I'll, I'll give an example like in the early days there was a one of my friends in the group. We were probably one of the biggest like hip hop people in the group. We love hip hop music, and we were just like, uh, "This group would never go for that <laughs> kind of thing." And and so I, I get what you're you're saying. You know, you, you want to cater to your audience at yeah. the end of the day, but at the same time you also want to stay true to who you are as a as an artist. So th- this all makes sense. And I- I'm glad that you're sharing the comments, especially in terms of, you know, the audience reception, because that's a site that I haven't been able to hear about noteworthy. And I- I'm just my eyes are open now.
4: I will yeah. say online, at least like on YouTube, our spiritual videos are just generally way more successful, because I think that is what our audience expects and wants. And we do definitely get complaints from our audience. Like what has happened to noteworthy? Are they okay? Like they're singing pop songs. (laughs) And like, that's something that we personally like really enjoy. Like those songs are more fun to perform most of the time. Obviously the spiritual ones are really touching and like significant Mm -hmm. to us, but you know, sometimes we want to sing the pop stuff. Like we want to sing Beyonce if we feel like it and we do. And it's really fun for a live show. So, you know, we, we try to have a mixture I'm thinking of one particular song, but I'm
1: thinking of Ellie singing. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. Yes. I can't do it. I can't do it. The
5: womps
3: <laughs> Yeah, um, and I will just. No, you're fine. What we said. So I don't know if you've watched our "This Is Noteworthy" video explaining what we do and and what our purpose is, but we do talk about that. um I think I actually mentioned this in there that if it reaches one person, then that's enough, you know. And so some of these pop songs. Like lose you to love me, we I had I saw many comments on that video of like I really needed this today, like wow this this really um, helped me cope with the difficulties I'm going through and and so t- I think that there's a lot of pop music that can also touch lives and also on another point I believe that showing pop music and, and other genres of music only enhances those spiritual ones because it sh- shows our diversity and our, our, our ability to do more than just spiritual songs, which are so important. And I, we need those spiritual songs and those are some of my favorites to sing, but I think it's really good to have the balance to show off um, what we can do as a group.
0: Agreed. I think it only helps to show off y'all's range as you're saying it's perfect. Uh, I kind of want to transition just a little bit uh, to something that's uh been occurring pretty recently so ICCA has been happening and this year's format has been drastically different from anything else we've seen before just because the pandemic has caused everyone to go virtual and we have to start by saying congrats on an amazing quarterfinal win This this is like insane, you know. I watch you all's video. And oh, I was like, oh yeah, so that, that's this first so place good. easily. Well, but, and, and I, I like got I like super super curious, so
1: I was, so going, was around going around, looking, around at looking at all the scores, scores quarterfinals, quarter and I couldn't find anyone who was, there was even close. One <laughs>
4: group in the West that got higher than us. So semis are this week, and we're just like, please, please really, let us through mm-hmm. or a wild card. Is it the same video or do you submit a different? It's the same video. We updated a little bit according to the judges' rubric, but it'll be the same. Okay. Okay. Nice.
0: Okay. Well, so with all of that, with all the the format changes and the rule changes uh, of the 2021 season, what was it like for you as group members to just like be completely involved in, and in charge of producing the vocals in the video? Because that's something that's not really been a requirement ever in the history of the ICCA.
5: Right. So, and we've talked so much about how much help we have with everything <laughs> digital and the requirements for the ICCA specifically were that we cannot enter unless we do everything ourselves with the help of our director. So... That was it took us a long time to settle on a song because we were like, well, we haven't had anything new because we don't have any new shows. So do we just like write one? Do we like write a new arrangement? Do we take something old? Um, And so it probably took us I think the most time we spent worrying about ICCAs was just like what song to do and what path to take. Um, because we needed a song that everybody was excited about and that everybody wanted to give um, a lot of time and attention to. Otherwise, like we just knew it would show in our video and we wouldn't get very far because yeah. our whole message and purpose is noteworthy is like reaching people and connecting with people. And that's what we're good at. And so had we just, like, chosen a song that didn't work, we just knew we wouldn't be very successful. Well,
4: and didn't you guys win Best yeah, Choreo? Yeah, Skylar. Skylar choreographed it. Yes. Yes.
1: I love it. it-
0: and can you remind our listeners what, what the song and video was that you all produced?
2: We did It's Raining Men.
0: <laughs> okay, that's what it was. Okay. Right. I was blanking for that's some right reason. They did. I'm like, I just watched that like two hours ago and, and they, I was and they yeah.
1: killed it. So, to our listeners, if you haven't watched it yet,
4: I will come say on. this is, this is just get, a funny inside scoop. It. So, we were trying to decide on a song. Honestly, there were times when I thought we were going to give up. I was like, it was like, it was so hard. Yeah, it <laughs> was really a difficult song. because I don't know, we're supposed to do it on our own. And what do we do? And we're like, we should do something with like a message or like something girl power or, you know, let's do something about body image. And then we landed on it's raining men, which feels like the opposite of that. <laughs> 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 you know, it feels like we've uh, regressed, regressed 20 years or something, but honestly, it was, it's just like so fun and upbeat. We didn't want to do something depressing. We didn't want to do something moody. We just wanted to do something people would enjoy. And I think mm-hmm. they do enjoy it. And we really enjoyed it. And so that's the whole oh, point. 100%. So,
1: you know. And if they didn't enjoy it, they need to rework their priority.
0: And like full disclosure, that that song is amazing. You it know, is. I have no shame in saying in saying that. And I especially love it when a group like does something with it. Not that you have to do a lot with it, just because it's it's so like high energy and so entertaining to begin with. But what you all did with that was just amazing. So yeah, so, anybody that doesn't like it, they, they have no taste in music. I don't. I don't get it. Ryan's on our team. <laughs> So Just throwing it out there, oh yeah, of course. Brian is
1: great. I try to get him to. I try to get him to move back to Utah, but he won't.
0: Doesn't stop. So him from trying I, so I like message his wife show. instead.
1: No, I actually haven't. I actually have not done that, but I could. <laughs> so we know Amy. Amy's a former guest of the show, and unfortunately, she can't be here with us today because she's auditioning a new class of noteworthy, which I'm so excited for the future. But I'm so sad that we won't see the four of you in videos or posts or whatever, moving forward. So she, we know she's your director and she plays. We've already talked about the large role that she plays and the content that you all release. How active of a role do, do the group members typically have in a video creation process, maybe outside of It's Raining Men with
3: ICCA? I think it depends on the video, <laughs> like the ones we just did. we like We knew what we needed to wear and that was about the extent of it. We're like, okay, we're just gonna show up and <laughs> do what you ask us to do. Oh, okay. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, but so then other videos were like, Kate okay, Okay. I'll call the location, the venue for where we're going to shoot and so and so will make sure we have all the costumes and makeup ready to go and another person will do this. So it really just depends on the video, I think.
4: Yeah, I have a tendency to insert myself into what the if- process as much as possible, which is maybe not, you know, <laughs> normal, but we we're like friends with Amy too. So it works and I love yeah. being part of the creative process, so I'm like, hey, we could do, you know, like, we could wear this kind of thing, or what if we did it here? And then Amy considers those things and ultimately makes decisions, but makes t- we do have, you know, a little a little piece of the process.
0: So you at least uh, have uh, the ability to offer, you know, opinions and insight in terms creative of direction. Um, creative direction. Yep. Yeah, yeah, our opinions awesome. are very, That's like, great.
2: Amy takes all of them. She may not listen to all of them, but she takes all of them and, like, make sure that we know that our opinions are heard and like
1: like she might not
2: um She might not like she might not choose those ideas. She may not <laughs> choose them. That's what I meant. Cuz she's <laughs> she's one of my best friends. She's not a mean person. She she listens and hears all of our opinions. She just may not choose to do all of them. So,
0: yeah. I love Amy. So, something else um since we're talking about cre- creative stuff here, um you all have a an album that's coming up or you're working on an album? Oh, it's been dropped. So I hear? Oh, it's already out. It's been oh. dropped,
1: Brian. Come oh, on. Oh man, I'm
0: behind the curve. I'm, yeah, you I'm are, sorry, but I'm sure. You've I blame actually, this on the pandemic I'm and me sure not living I'm sure you've home, actually so. heard a
1: lot of the music already.
0: I, like I said, I watched literally all of y'all's videos. Yeah, so it's and I think I I've think quite track. a few
1: of those videos are on, like the the tracks are mm-hmm. on the album.
0: So, so talk to me about the album a little bit. Um, when when was it created? What are what can our listeners expect from it? What did you all take away from the process?
5: Um, our album has been in the works for, well, it's actually really cool that the four of us are here because it encompasses our three years in Noteworthy. We have songs from our first year, last year, and then, um, this year as well. And... So yeah, it's just been a long time coming and we didn't really think it was possible until about a year ago when we, when COVID hit and we were kind of like, this is something that we can do instead of live performance that gives people an insight into what our live shows are like. An insight into what our repertoire is like, and all like Anna was saying earlier, the diversity of music that we can include and reach people through. And so our studio is about like it's like five miles from campus in our recording or this guy named Scott's uh, basement. And so we all we, just,
1: we know Scott. Wait, He's is it it's, Scott, it's Sh- Shattuck? It's Scott Shattuck? It? Yeah, Scott oh, and, and Racy yeah. Joe were guests on the show before oh, yeah, I was former co-hosting. Brilliant! But yeah, I've known, but so, I've known, I've known f- Scott since freshman year of college. Classic. He's amazing. Yeah, so
5: we recorded with him, um, and had new members go in and record songs with him. But yeah, it basically, just became more of a reality because of the pandemic. So,
0: so what? What is uh? What are some of you all's favorite tracks on there? What's each of you? Each of your favorite tracks?
3: What is it?
1: And why? I want to <laughs> know why. I've heard the whole album. It's great.
3: I think it's so hard to choose. (laughs) for me I think one of my favorites is I can only imagine just because first of all that was one of my favorite video shoots we talk about this frequently just it was so much fun to be out there St. George yes we were in St. George and the weather was beautiful and the whole video shoot was just so pleasant we just had such a great time with it and that song in general just always makes me cry it just is such a beautiful song and it's from our first year and so it's nostalgic to me it's just one of my favorites
1: and you You can can really hear Ellie hit
4: hit those
3: those high notes (laughs) yeah so there's there's 12 tracks on the album for anybody who hasn't
4: listened. We have a big variety. Honestly, it's mostly pop and, and songs like that, but we do have like two or three on the more um spiritual slash uplifting side. So, yeah, I'd have to agree with Anna. I can only imagine is really, really special to me just by the nature of having a solo on it, I guess. And that And that shoot was amazing, of course. It's beautiful. And I also, I don't know. You've, you've got to love like End of Time, um, Sucker, Feel It Still. That mashup is so fun. And, and it turned out amazing because so in live good. performance, we were like, I think this is cool. And then on the recording, it's one of those songs that is, is like amplified even more. So <laughs> there's, I don't know. I think the whole album's awesome. I think I had that one on repeat a little bit too.
0: Nice. Okay. What about you, Lizzie and Meg?
5: I yeah I agree. Sucker feel it still is definitely up there for me. I also really enjoy it for some reason because we don't have a video for it, and so I think for that reason alone, it feels more like I'm like just listening to good music rather than like listening to an acapella group. It has like a really really cool groove, um, lots of lots of rips and runs, and people kind of just showing off what they can do. And so those are always my favorites is when people are in their element, and so. Soccer Feel It still Proud Mary, same vibe. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. yes. great one. Yeah. <laughs> Those are. I really am a huge fan of the high energy songs on the album
2: because it's just good music.
0: <laughs> a, a plus, plus track selection. I love it. <laughs> Thanks.
2: My favorite song is "You Say," just because that's like my in my feeling song. I'm like, I want to feel something <laughs> today. I'm gonna listen to "You Say." It was also. It's also my one of my favorite songs to beatbox not because it's like a particularly intricate part but because i actually get to like listen to the lyrics of the song while i'm Mm -hmm. doing it which is really fun
1: yeah i love that song and you can hear lizzie rock that song. absolutely she kills (laughs) it (laughs) well and and anna has like this a really sweet harmony at the beginning of i can only imagine so and i mean mega is beatboxing in all of the songs so go go hear Uh, uh, her too
0: (laughs) Alicia were you in the studio when they were recording this?
1: No, I just she's know a fangirl. I'm kind of a social she's media our biggest stalker fan. sometimes. <laughs> yes. Like Seriously. Yes. I was going to say social media stalker, well I did, but we'll take fangirl. That sounds <laughs> we, we better. We
0: already know that was the case. Fangirl sounds better.
1: But- <laughs> Good call. Well, I mean, I know I could talk with these ladies all day and I mean, I like to um, project onto other people. So to our listeners, you probably could, too. But unfortunately, it is time for us to take our final commercial break. But don't go anywhere because we will be right back with four of the ladies from BYU Noteworthy here on Tacapella.
6: Justin Glodich has done a lot in music, directed a collegiate group, performed on a reality TV show, and now he's in the classroom as a music educator and he's got a show all about it. Aka Education focuses on how to bring contemporary acapella into music classrooms, and you can hear it right here, Thursdays at 7 p.m. East, 4 p.m. West, and again on rebroadcast Sundays at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. East, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. West. It's also part of the AkaVille Podcast Network at podcast.acaville.org.
1: And we're back for our final segment of Tacapella with Lizzie, Meg, Ellie, and Anna from BYU Noteworthy. Per tradition, this is and just because it's fun, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. We are going to do a round of ten rapid fire questions. So, ladies, are you ready?
4: Oh yes. Born bring ready. Bring it on.
1: <laughs> you ready, Brian?
0: I'm ready and I'm glad that like no one is like super nervous. I don't know why guests get I guess they nervous about it. I love this when part. we've asked this someone is one of the before best parts of the show.
1: Like, are you ready? And they're like, no. <laughs>
0: I was just like, they were like, uh, I, I don't I mean, know, I guess. possibly, Well, maybe? even if you're
1: not, we're going to so. start. So question right. number one. It's happening one. either way. Question number one. Would you rather never use social media again or never watch another movie
4: or TV show? Never use social media again. This is hard because social media is literally my job. <laughs> but i probably give up social media because I love movies and TV.
2: I would never see TV or watch another movie. <gasps> Wow. Ooh, okay. No. Bye, social
5: media. I can't give <laughs> up movies and TV.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right, next question. What's one object you'd bring with you on a deserted island?
4: Chapstick. Duct tape. Uh,
1: my tennis shoes. A dog.
0: I-, I feel like I have so many questions that about like, the duct tape. That
1: was like <laughs> so. Yeah. That was it,
0: so unexpected.
1: I wouldn't have thought chapstick, but. I, like my jaw dropped because I was like, that's.
0: Chapstick makes
1: sense. I was like, that's it perfect. It makes sense.
6: <laughs>
1: Question uh, number three If you could <laughs> learn any skill, what would it be? Uh, cabinet making. Oh. Um, my dream is to
5: be absolutely dirty at pickleball.
1: <sighs> <laughs>
4: Maybe ice skating. Okay. Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You guys just listed things that were cool and the first thing that popped in my head was literally juggling. I don't even want to do that. There it is. I don't even want to do going that.
0: <laughs> it's called rapid fire for a reason. You you were clearly thinking juggling now, so I it's a desire. You,
1: Brian, I got to tell you what mine would be. What's that? Beatboxing.
0: Beatboxing? Can't do that, it. That's doable.
1: Brian's good. I'm going like this because he's down here on my screen.
0: <laughs> I'm decent. Nowhere near Meg's level for sure. Um... <laughs> Next question. <laughs> eat at home or go to a restaurant?
3: Depends on the occasion. <laughs>
2: restaurant, always.
3: Eat at home.
0: Most occasions.
3: Yeah. Restaurant or
4: bring the food home and sit on my floor and eat. Uh-huh.
1: Yes, yeah, DoorDash. There you go. There you go. I like it. Question number five. What was the last solo that you performed in front of people? Um, I rapped Macklemore's
2: Thrift shop. <gasps> nice is this on video yes. somewhere <laughs> no but it was very <sighs> embarrassing and i forgot most of the words so we'll. <laughs> take it. but i mean
4: that's that's just fantastic
3: i'm just thinking back to our deong show the last big show that we had before COVID hit and i think it was i love you always forever
4: Ooh. yeah mine must probably yes. get happy happy days are here again which is on the album okay. i was at that show and then i told lizzie i was late because we got rear-ended <laughs> The worst. That was fun. That so was
1: real sad. fun. It's okay. They they paid to fix our car. <laughs> okay. Um. Brian, Wait,
0: did we get all four answers?
1: Oh, sorry. I, I sang "Rainbow" I by Casey Musgraves.
5: Oh.
1: That was
0: my last one. Oh, oh, awesome.
1: Love it. My um, bad. I thought. <laughs> sorry, Lizzie.
0: <laughs> Just forgetting about people, Alicia. I I know. That is. Good. Right. <laughs> You're good. Come on, fan of noteworthy. Yeah, right. All right. Next question. Brian, run at. <laughs> run at 100 miles per hour or fly at 10 miles per hour
4: <laughs> run fly
5: fly at 10 run
0: <laughs> nice half and half all right
1: all right question number seven and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this
0: hopefully it's the right answer
1: stop it Brian you just I, I can't handle your sass right now
3: cats or dogs 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 <laughs>
0: nice everyone everyone ran the board I like it
1: okay now I have to clarify I'm not like a cat person I'm an animal person and the only reason we don't have dogs is because we do not have a yard so
0: that's the exact thing a crazy cat lady would say
1: oh my (laughs) gosh (laughs) we already talked about this I also have a husband
0: sure okay We'll
1: you've you've met him <laughs>
0: No, not to that part I knew that of why you have cats um Never all right next Ryan. question finish this line you can't have too much
2: buffalo wings
5: all right
0: good choice
5: glitter <laughs> <All> right. Right. <laughs> sour here. gummy worms all right
4: those are good I was just gonna say food in general oh yeah there you go I up, like it up.
0: we'll accept it that,
4: that works um Glitter is actually one of right. no, it's it's these values. Glitter? <laughs> yes. it's,
1: it is the last value. Glitter. I feel like that was the same back in my day, too. Maybe not. I feel like we talked about glitter at some point. Anyway, question number nine What is your hidden talent?
3: I can sing with my mouth closed. Different than humming. Oh, cool. Wow. I feel like I need to see this. I always start to laugh, and I can't laugh when I'm doing it. Okay. I'm going to see. I'm going see. <gasps>
1: Oh my gosh. Now to our guests or our listeners. Wow. You didn't the get to see this, endless. but we literally just saw Anna like like she had both cheeks puffed out, her mouth was totally closed, and and we heard that that was that was impressive. And it's no longer hidden. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I guess just crafts. I love okay. to do crafty things like embroidery or whatever. Oh, not really hidden. You can see it, nice. but
2: She's really- <laughs> <laughs> very cool. I grew up a farm kid, so I can shear a sheep for you wow. and an alpaca. Yeah. So Prove it. wow,
0: it's <laughs> impressive.
5: And I
1: can double dutch. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, jump rope. I was on a jump rope team. In elementary school, yes, when ma'am. Went to, we went to state competition. I was in fourth grade. That's the real deal. Was it?
2: Was it jump rope for heart? It was. I did that too.
5: And it
1: totally was. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Final question: What's a TV show or podcast you're currently obsessed with?
1: The Great British Baking there Show. Is a, I was going to say there is a right answer. Shits Creek. Oh yes. Nice. Um,
0: <laughs> sorry uh we
2: just watched on netflix this is probably weird because i'm at byu but we just watched murder among the mormons and it was so good i've
1: heard that really? i've totally mm-hmm. heard that and i heard i need to watch it
5: um and i was late to the queen's gambit but
1: oh that oh, one's good, good, good that one's good too it's, great it's really trippy yeah yes i was gonna say the correct answer was tocapella but okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the other answers were just fine. the answers
1: were great and i mean i especially i love schitt's creek
0: also well thank you all so much for that exciting round of rapid fire questions that i learned fun. so much that was awesome we always like to wrap up this show with a popular segment we always like to leave our listeners with something that they can walk away with so we always like to ask our guests to offer some advice to our listeners so we posed the question to you if you could offer our listeners some advice what would you say
4: I guess I would say if I could tell myself three years ago to start taking more pictures and more videos, I would do it. Because that's one of my favorite things is to look back on the things that I've done, especially in Noteworthy. I feel like this time of my life has just been recorded and really cool music videos and stuff. So if you have the opportunity to just take as many pictures, regardless of how you feel or how you think you look in them or, you know, just just have fun memories because they're good to look at.
2: I think especially for acapella listeners that are here. I wish that I would have gotten more out of my comfort zone in my time and noteworthy. And also just in college in general, taking more opportunities to do jam sessions with friends, to go to your friends, weird open mic night that you're so awkward at, like to, to go to more concerts. I mean, when we can, And just to like try out for the things that I didn't think I would make because I never thought I would be a noteworthy and get to do these cool things and be on this podcast. But like here I am. I just I wish I would have taken more chances and done more things that made me uncomfortable.
5: And my piece of advice probably is to mm, probably just call your mom more. However much you're calling your mom, call her more. (laughs) That's actually from my mom. I can't take credit for it, but it's true. And (laughs) I'm. i love it
3: my okay this is kind of broad but don't compare yourself to where you're at with where everybody else is at i i've had to learn that so many times as i've been at college i've been going to school for a lot longer than i've ever planned but that's okay like that there's no timeline and uh everybody's on their own timeline and just embrace and love who you are every moment
0: wonderful advice thank you all so much i took away so many things that I'm going to plot in my life right there. If our listeners wanted to learn more about Noteworthy, where could they go?
4: They should go straight to our Instagram, which is just at BYU Noteworthy. We also have a Facebook page, YouTube channel that you can subscribe to. But that's the best place to learn a little more about us is through social media.
0: Awesome. Exciting. Well, there it is. Uh, you heard it right there. Be sure to go watch all of their videos. Check them out. And while this episode is going to air a little bit later, we all wish you all the very best with ICCA. We know semifinals are coming up, so we hope to hear good things about and, that.
1: And good luck with finals. Thank like, you so thank you. much. I know <laughs> that's coming up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um alicia if our l- listeners wanted to learn more about you where could they go
1: you can find me on instagram my instagram is e dot squared 1989 how about you brian
0: as always you can find me on twitter at the brian alex brian with an i be sure to follow talkapella on twitter at talkapella two p's two l's and check out our website at talkapella.org to hear previous episodes of the show and as always, go give Akaville Radio a follow. They are the wonderful platform through which we stream through. That's going to wrap up today's show. We want to thank Anna, Ellie, Megan, and Lizzie so much for joining us on today's episode. We had a blast speaking with you all. You all are crazy talented, crazy cool people. And we thank you all so much.
3: Thanks for having thank us. You. Thank, thank you so you. much.
0: And that's going to wrap up today's show. For everything else, stay tuned.